Hi, my name is Henry Cockburn. Hi, my name is Kat Turner, and we're the Bampop Productions podcast. And you're not Henry Cockburn, you are? I could be Henry Cockburn. <laughs> no, Alistair. You're Alistair. Oh, sorry, you're quite right. I'm Henry Coburn. Because <sighs> Cockburn sounds like an STD. Yes, you are. Henry Alistair. Coburn was... Why am I telling you your name like you have dementia? It was Lord Coburn. Um, he was from Midlothian and he was born in 1779. Uh-huh. And he was actually the Solicitor General for Scotland in the early 1800s mm-hmm. for a few years. And there's a street named after him in Edinburgh called... Coburn, but spelt Cockburn. Yeah. So I'm sure that everyone just says it the way it's spelt, which is Cockburn. Because I work in a hotel, everyone, and everyone pronounces it as comes Cockburn. up to me and they say, Where's oh, Cockburn Street? Where's the Cockburn Street? And I'm like, Nah, nah, don't talk to me. Are you going to include this? Yeah. I think I might. I wasn't going to, but now that I've done the description, I kind okay, of don't mind it too much. A whole minute. Okay, so. Whose fault is that? It's yours. Thanks for answering that. I, <laughs> I knew that. I knew that. We're the Bampop Productions podcast, and check us out on Twitter at at Bampop Pod. That's us, Mr. So, Hodgson. I guess we'll need a good topic today. I really liked her last one. Um, we did it a week ago, and we were talking trans about trans in the Olympics, trans in the Olympics, and a few other things related to the Olympics. I see there's a few more stories coming out around the Olympics. Can entry what? Did you see the Belarusian... Um, What's happened to the Belarusian athlete? athlete? Did you hear about this? <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh. I actually haven't looked at the Olympics. Like, I haven't even watched a single bit of it, which is really bad. So, I will not pronounce her name because it's long. It's unpronounceable for you. Yeah, it's unpronounceable for me. That's right. Um, I'm not good with that kind of thing. Not very cultured sort of person. And um, she, um, she was... So I think she's been critical of the regime in general, which is not good. Um, mm. But what's happened is she's become critical of the... Um, the. I don't know the full story. This is my very loose take from what's come out so far. But the coaches looked like they were trying to punish... The coaches that help manage the, the team and give them all the advice and whatnot, they look like they're trying to punish people that are supportive of the opposition in the party by submitting them for races that they like events that they've not trained for they're not good at so they put her in the um 400 meter relay i think which is a race she's never run before and um she said the reason they were doing this is to punish her for being vocal about you know Oh being supportive of the opposition that's the worst but the olympics should be a time when like so, she competes at what she's good at yeah but it gets better they actually tried to march her to the airport so they took her under duress to the airport and as wait was, the coaches did yeah the power- as, oh, as she was going through the security at tokyo airport she said yeah i'm being kidnapped like i don't want to get on this plane so I think she's in Poland now. She was um, taken by the Tokyo police. They were given her um, protection. And they've now flown her to... Um, was it Poland? Yes, it's Poland. And uh-huh. apparently, I didn't know this, but apparently Poland's like a hot spot for Belarusian opposition. <laughs> that can't, yeah, that's where they go. So. <laughs> they 
like, like got led to Poland for some reason. Yeah, so she's that's now, the hotbed. I think she's got temporary asylum visa in Poland, so that's uh-huh. where she's. So she seems safe, but that's the. I think she's done this in such a way that it got attention, but equally she's now been, perhaps you can argue rescued, but then yeah. we don't know how far the regime will go <laughs> to get her to back. silence her. Because remember, a few months ago uh-huh. there was that was reporter that. Yeah. in. They diverted the plane to come back to They Belarus. interdicted the plane. They sent fighter jets up to bring it back. Um, because it flew over Belarus. their airspace. It was going from, I think, Athens to, to Latvia. Poland. Oh, no, to Latvia. I think. Okay. and Or maybe Estonia, but one of those three three countries. And it went over Belarus for a part. And Belarus went, oh, we've had a terrorist threat. <laughs> and they sent a fighter jet up to go. Get and- those jets up, guys. <laughs> Get those jets up. And I think, um, you know, Western countries are like, shit, you can't do that. Only we can do that. <laughs> but the powers that be did it anyway. Yeah. And remember, like, no one's heard about that reporter since then. Because remember, like, the news covered it intensely in the UK media. He died. No, he didn't. Yeah. No, he was put into prison. Did he not have a, a heart thing in prison? And then... No, he didn't die, Alistair. Oh, my God. So what was the... Can you check that online? Yeah. I'm sure... No, because remember, like, the UK media or the online press tends to cover things a lot of times really for a short period, but very intensely. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly that went out of the news, but I'm pretty sure I never heard that he died. Wait, so you're saying that he's dead? Because no doubt they've done him in. Vitaly Shishov, Belarus dissident who disappeared and died. Yes. I don't know. No. Wait. Dissident journal. Who was the one that was? Yeah. The one in the plane. Wait. Wait. The plane was diverted. Um. Roman Protasevich. Yeah, let's fire that one up. Roman Protasevich. So wait. Yes. Roman Protasevich. Wait. So I'm seeing that as well. So I'm going to look up that name. Ah, uh, he's on house arrest at the moment. Is, so he's still alive. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm surprised. I, I believe he's lasted this long because of the coverage in the media. So, and I think that they'll do him in slowly I if think, he keeps going on like this. I was thinking of the um, the Russian opposition leader. Maybe he had a heart thing. What happened to him? He was poisoned uh, in Germany. That was Navalny. Navalny. No, I think Navalny's still in prison. I, think, yeah. I don't think he ever... But he wasn't... If he had a heart thing, then they'll be either mucking Ill. up the medication yeah. or taking away the meds from him. You that's remember he inevitable. was ill for a while? like. I mean, that's inevitable because they'll be very mean to him in prison. Oh, so I'm just looking at... We've got a box of COVID tests here. Oh, and I'm what? just seeing that Catherine's left her COVID swabs out and about. I never use that COVID swab. I just to sorry clarify, listeners. It turns out that I have left my COVID swab <laughs> lying about. I don't think it was me. It was you. <laughs> it was probably you, Hodgson. Okay, can we please get back to talking about what was oh, it? We doing so full names now. The Belarusian athlete. Are we doing full names now? Yes. Or do you want me to go by your shorter name, which is Dickhead? No, it's fine. I just thought. We're just doing first names. Wait, okay, so the Belarusian athlete is in Poland. Yeah. So it looks highly unlikely she's ever going back. 
to her homeland. I think she probably did that on purpose to gain attention and to get away from the regime. But the thing is, though, it could go either way. It could because do, they yeah. could go after her now. I, I mean, think they she's diverted been... a plane to get that guy. She seems like she's been interested in the opposition for a while, so this doesn't seem totally like like new to her. Um, but criticizing the coaches like that, it, I mean. It seems pretty obvious that's what they're doing. Um, from what I've read from her side, I think Western media will obviously be quite against them anyway. But uh, yeah, it, it seems like she was pretty accurate in what she said. Um, I mean, it is an autocracy. I mean, they've had the same head of state for maybe hitting 30 years now. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure that that man came into power in the early 1990s after the fall of the Soviet Union. Do you know, I actually really like um, Lukashenko. Not like him, but I, I, let me clarify that. I, I, we love our strong men! Yeah. No, I liked his attitude. Do you remember uh, the start of 2020, I think? Or maybe earlier, there was like the protests, or during 2020, mm. the big protests against the election results. Because they were having elections, yeah. Totally fraudulent, and there was oh, yeah, huge yeah. protests throughout the capital. And, you know, he just raised the stakes completely and he said yeah you can get rid of me you can get rid of me by you know shooting me in the head by taking but me no out one did that. with the army but i just love it because it raises the stakes he's like okay well this is the game we're playing now this isn't a democracy this is yeah, and like he, like he knows if you so, want to like, he doesn't me, pretend that it is a democracy yeah. like he just says yeah it's all about me if you want to overthrow me then you can do it um with a gun and it's like you know, that really does raise it and then the people in the street have to ask are we prepared to yeah are you prepared to go that far because it could mean that it all comes back on you meaning that you that you lose your life i mean it's i i kind of like that it's just like yeah cool this is the game we're playing you know figure out if you want to play it or not and it turned out the answer is no and no one wanted to <laughs> pick up a gun and go get the guy <laughs> Because most people wouldn't... Yeah, most people are like... Because most people value their lives too much. Yeah. That's the fundamental thing. Like, uh, see, this is the nature of survival, is that it doesn't really matter on your background, your culture, or where you come from, is that, you know, the drive to survive is very strong in people. Right. And, like, you'll be very surprised at what situations people can be in where they'll really push themselves to just get out of that and to survive. I mean, how do you think the majority of the people in the concentration camp survived? Because they had that will. Well, because there was nothing else going that, like... <laughs> because, like, their lives were so terrible, but they kept going on. So it was like, yeah, so that was it. But um, going back to the Olympics, uh, what, like, other bits of news are there? So I think I, I introduced that bit by saying that... Um, I had read a few things about the Olympics, but actually, now that I'm thinking about it, that's probably about the only thing that I. You I said read a few things, so like you read one thing. I think so. Yeah, let me let me see if I can remember some of the other bits. May I gonna... interject? Oh, the trans athlete, the woman that you know, the Laurel Hubbard of yeah. New Zealand. She actually went out in a very early round of the weightlifting. So but I, I think in she our was like a hopeful in our last, last podcast, we were talking about how unfair it was and what an advantage. <laughs> <she had. laughs> it turns out it wasn't it's for like, her. Or oh, for that wow! Athlete. Maybe she didn't have an advantage. <laughs> just wasn't the point still stands that overall um women who have transitioned um are typically do have some advantages not always but i think compared to natally born women yeah i think the point that 
kind of we ended up making that it, you should be measuring um like when you're building up the categories that people compete in you should be going away from gender anyway i think that point still stands that things like you know bone structure or bone density that kind of thing might actually be a good way to um pair people up or a better way than you know either self-identified gender or the gender that society puts on someone or whatever um i still think that's a good way to do it although in this case um maybe talking about her advantage was a bit wrong overall i do think women who have transitioned will have advantages in some sports and in some ways but yeah it didn't seem it panned out that way particularly in this case no no it didn't no which I'm a bit confused by because it seems like from according to all the research that I've read, the way they're talking, this person would have been successful. Right. But yet she was bunged out pretty early on. Early, yeah. So I don't know whether maybe there were other things going on. But um, yeah, so we did talk about um, how fair in general was the Olympics because mm. a lot of people focus maybe on trans athletes because that's very topical. But then I mentioned the doping scandal, right. so how fair was that? But here's another thing I was thinking about. How fair is it in terms of Olympic legacy for a country? Because the countries that host the Olympics, whether it be the summer or the winter, mm. normally spend... I mean, I can't even place a sum on the facilities and, and the actual hosting of it. And in your opinion, does it ever live up to the legacies? No, I don't think it does. Um, the amount of money that... Like, has any country ever had what you would call maybe a lasting Olympic-like legacy? So I think the legacy that people... Yeah, the, the interesting thing is, like, most countries, the legacy they want from it... It depends country to country, right? So... Um, I guess some countries like China, for example, were wanting to promote a certain image of themselves. Um, so they may or may not have won that battle or got that one. Um, well, most countries yeah. justify the money they spend in the Olympics because the legacy they want is to promote activity and health within their own country. Um, they want to get people active and often they talk about how the facilities that once they've been built for the Olympics will go into use by the public. Um, they did that in Glasgow with the Commonwealth Games and whatnot, but I believe, you know, this is fairly accurate, but in most countries you get a small uptick, so people do get more active immediately after these big sporting events, but then um, they very quickly fade away that benefit a lot of these sites go into disuse so they cost a lot of money to keep open and not a lot of people will actually oh excuse me will actually use, use the them. facilities yeah. yeah so the legacies tend to be quite difficult um to to gain like very few places actually get good use out of them after they made them in fact most countries and cities make a huge loss on hosting sporting events Sarajevo had the Winter Olympics back really? in 1988, or was oh, it 1986? Yeah. And um, a couple of years later, well, as you know, there was the war there, and they showed some of the pictures of the facilities, and you can't see the facilities because of all the weeds and the right. grass, so it literally just, like, fell away. Um, in fact, that was the Olympics where the British... 
ice skating, um, the, uh, the, sorry guys, I'm quite distracted because our cat's on the table, uh, the cat. British, oh, there's the moth, she might look at it. Desperate for the moth. I think she's scared of the moth. <laughs> Where the British ice skating, uh, male and female couple took uh the gold actually i think that was 1986 or was it 1988 um sorry guys i'm just really are you gonna get a video of this so let me paint you the picture we're at a table in front of a window the cat jumped up on the table saw the moth batting about the window and kind of just looked at it and now the moth has sat on the table and Lucy, the little cat, has sat on the table as well. <laughs> it's just staring at this moth. She looks like she wants to hunt it, but she's not really doing that. She's just very, very gently kind of putting her paw up to it and then letting it fly off. She wouldn't hurt a fly. Well, apart from the mice that she killed and that odd bird that she killed. Or... I've had this cat for two years now and she's hunted twice in that time and i was told by a family member that we had to give her away because funny. another family member has to come in and care for her for a whole two days wow the family member will remain nameless <laughs> yeah. oh, we won't off. say who the family member was i won't throw the person under the bus <laughs> wait so uh, so wait so that was a sarajevo wait so we're really distracted today Wait, the Sarajevo Winter Olympics, uh, yeah. I think it was 1986 or was it 1988? Because I'm sure I read about this week. That was when it was still Yugoslavia. Ah, that was 1984. And just a couple of short years later, they had that war in the early 1990s with right. the fall of the Soviet Union. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was it. And you know uh, they're all covered in grass and weeds now. Wow. And no one really... Apparently does winter sports there professionally or in the context, you know, What's we have the a, quite a small uptake, which is what you mentioned. Yeah. And the facilities were never really used. There's used. actually a few photo series online of people who go around um, old Olympics sites and they get photos of them. Like just really? complete ghost towns now. So I think Wait, the big for ones... what countries are the complete ghost towns? Uh, I think Is Athens these... was one. So Athens Olympic Athens Village. Athens had the Winter Olympics. No, I no. think they had the Olympics. Didn't Athens. they have the Summer Olympics in the early 2000s? Mm, yes. And I remember that was made out to be a really big deal in the media because actually the, the ancient Greeks was where the Olympics had originated from. But it's really interesting how the ancient Greeks are known in the historical context for, you know, having this great I'll show civilization. You these photos of the Olympic Village. So this is on the Guardian. Welcome website. home. The, no. These are the Olympic Wait, is Village. that the stadium? Yeah. They're different stadiums. They built a you know, you have to build a lot That's of different in... venues for it because you have to build it for all the different sports and no, just that can't be right that looks like a post-apocalyptic world yeah most olympic villages are like wait this. is that a sw swimming pool mm -hmm. that's a shame but most of them are like this now because wait it... like in every country yeah no not in every country most very few of them get the use afterwards that they need to keep them open, so they just fall into disrepair but why do they build new sites then the, well this Can is they the big just use 
questioned. Um, they, or they might not have the old sites, I suppose. Like, I don't you know need, about it. You need to build the equipment and the stadiums to do all the different sporting events. So that costs the money. Um, a lot of countries argue they'll get the money back in tourism. They never do. You never make as much back as it costs. Why would tourists come and see those sites, though? I don't understand. I'm confused. A lot... Of, well, no, I mean, for the Olympics. Like, people well, think that, that wouldn't the last. people coming in. But it's only for a few weeks, and it's never enough to justify yeah. the cost. Uh-huh. Um, there have actually been a number of arguments made recently because the finances of hosting these sporting events, it makes no sense. Um, what... A number of people have argued is that there should be one permanent location for the Olympics and one country should just host it regularly. Um, do you agree with that, that one country should think, just host it? Yeah, I do agree with that. Like, I do All like right, the idea okay. that it moves around. However, financially, it just can't be justified. I think we're very quickly going to get to the stage where very few countries can justify spending that level of money. And I think what we're going to find is that it ends up being countries that don't care about losing money on it, but they just want to host it. Um, so countries that are wealthier? Not necessarily wealthier, but countries that need a PR boost. I think you're going to find a lot more kind of autocracies, a lot more corruption in it. And it, like you're going to find countries like, say, Russia, China. I'm a bit confused because... Wait, right, okay, so continue on. Countries like Russia and China, whose benefits of hosting uh-huh. it will be good PR for their nations rather than... Um, like making the money back on tourism and although whatnot. the thing is though the PR is very short lived because it the is. good PR tends to come from their side yep. but actually when the Russians have have the Russians hosted the Winter Olympics I think that was already done they were saying so oh, how there was a lot of corruption so involved in Russia, yeah. yeah but that's to be expected because there's corruption involved in that you know, at that level in every country, including this country and that country. So the PR to me is short-lived, yeah. Um, I don't remember, there was actually talk about that with the UK, about how we ended up winning the Olympics. There was apparently a few. I think there were some stories about some officials being given, like, big dinners and whatnot, and um, kind of there were questions over sort of bribery for it. But apparently it's only the Russians that commit... (laughs) that, That commit... These uh, crowds in the Olympics, it's like, were the Russian athletes the only ones that were doping? Lance Armstrong, American? (laughs) I mean, I'm pretty sure Lance was not the only one that was on a bike that was doing doping. Lance was thrown under the bus, but then again, though, he did live a lie. He was the American. Well, I feel he deserved to be thrown under the bus because he pushed, you know, oh, I'm this fantastic guy that bit cancer and did that. It's like, oh, you were a liar. But I mean, right, okay. literally everyone. I mean, I, like, like, I know that sounds harsh. The Tour de France is such an insane sporting event because it's people doing things that just are not humanly possible. I mean, anyone that so can... So why was he the one that was thrown under the bus Sustain then? 45 kilometres up a 60-degree gradient. Like, it's just not possible. Like, I couldn't even cycle on a flat gradient. Yeah. I could cycle flat for very long. Like so I don't know days, how you would manage crazy. that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everyone is doping in that to some extent. Like, there is no uh, one that doesn't. And, and it, why was it only recently that came out? It seems... People have known about it for a long time, but... But why weren't people seeing it, though? They kind of have been like in, in you know, oh, the right, certain okay. sports really do suffer from it. Um, I know baseball is a big one where doping is just killing. I, I quite like baseball. Oh, and no, baseball is in global. That like, was in the 90s. Just be in the US. Yeah. And South the Korea. Japanese. Like Japanese. Yeah, it's strange why the Japanese and the South Koreans are really into the it. The Cubans love it as well. 
I wonder why because you wouldn't think with that, yeah. (laughs) The Cuban regime is really anti-American. I know I've taken you away from this point about the process of getting it, but the Fidel Castro was actually planning to be uh, (laughs) pulling faces at me. That's weird. Okay, I'm gonna look at you. Okay, go, 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 go. Fidel Castro was actually going to be. He wanted to be a professional um, baseball player in America. Um, and I think it was an injury prevented them from doing that. So wait, yeah, the option alternative. The communist revolutionarily yeah. anti-American yeah. Fidel Castro wanted to be a baseball player right. in the U.S. Yeah. What? Yeah, that was his plan. Do you think that's why he became anti-American? Because <laughs> he couldn't become <laughs> a baseball. I mean, was it all about just him and his failures? No, I think most people um, like we do like to do that with kind of these types of figures. Like I don't even remember like Adolf Hitler. Like oh, a lot I of know. people tried to place his fact he couldn't get into art school. Because he didn't school. get into art school. He so they said he became myself. a dictator. Like I, I, I think that's. I a mean, bit... he had a psychopathic personality though as well. He was also a mass murderer. Yeah. I mean, I think he was perhaps kind of bad from the start. Like, I know that's not... I mean, okay, that's not the best term, but he was... I mean, he was pretty bad. So I'm not sure whether it was just that rejection, because how many times have we been rejected from things? We don't go down that route. So do you know what I mean? Like, do you know, I actually thought Adolf... Like, a lot of people say, like, his paintings just have no quality to them, no artistic merit, and I always assumed... Yeah. I always assumed that that was just because he was Adolf Hitler and no one could really come Maybe out and say like it art. was good. But he couldn't be an artist. Um, I don't know because he also wrote that mine uh, camp. Yeah, so perhaps he fancied himself as a bit of an intellectual. Yeah, I think he did. But this is the thing though, like he definitely wasn't. Like I always assumed that it was just the fact that no one could really get away with saying it was actually good art. I assumed that maybe it was good art, but no one could really say that because it would be the end of your career if you did. Um, I looked into some of his work recently and it is absolute gash. Like, there is no merit to it at all. Like it's just... So he thought that he was good, but he actually just didn't have objective talent I mean, it's skill. so, like, just bog-standard, simple... <laughs> oh, no. Not even, like... Well, I mean, okay. Yeah. There's no emotion strewn through it or anything. Like, there's just absolutely So he nothing. thought he was good at it and he liked it. Yeah. But he just wasn't But I also think people are just a bit biased. Like, no one could really say, oh, yes, I that, like uh, Adolf Hitler's work. Work, right, work yeah, was it was good. good. Yeah. Um, I assumed there was a bit of that to it, and maybe he was quite talented, but you know, he really wasn't. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's yeah. not very good. Yeah, fucking painting by numbers. <laughs> oh, yeah, which is what you did as a child. Yeah. I mean, I can't say I feel that sad for the guy. So, um, wait, like, we have totally diverted. Wait, it, so it, we it only was have the three legacy. minutes left. And you were talking, but you interjected I when did I was a bit. speaking. Was a so small why did point. you do that? So what point was I trying to make? Yeah, you were trying to talk about the fact that the Olympics. Um, so we were talking about the whole subject of who hosts it and what yeah, they get from yeah. it and whatnot and okay. legacy. And then you were making the point before I interjected about how countries like maybe get it with things like um, corruption. Where you were saying that oh yeah, there's corruption everywhere, like Russia, UK. But also it? you well actually my original point was that you had mentioned that you felt that it shouldn't move from place to place. Yeah. But that's the whole point of the Olympics is for it to right. be a global event and to draw everyone kind and to draw everyone together and for sports to be fair i mean i know that sounds very idealistic and in reality you know we often see that is not the case uh-huh. and that politics do become involved it's just that i do think that 
if it wasn't to be moved around, then it would be wealthier countries that would have it. Yeah. Because I don't think the Olympics has ever been hosted in Africa. Mm. And in Asia, they've only had China do it. I mean, they've had the Commonwealth in a few countries in the continent of it. In oh, okay. the continent of a, a 2026 Summer Youth Olympics in Dakar will be the first ever games. To summer be held. Youth Olympics? Yeah. Wait, there's a thing is like Summer Youth Olympics. Oh God, there's every type of Olympics. Wait, that's 2026 though. Yeah. Wait, so has there ever been an African country that's held the Olympics in nope, the past? No, nope, that'll be the first. Uh... And uh, so I do think that it's been kind of resigned to so called Western countries. US, UK, and Europe. So Turkey put a bid in a few years ago for the Summer Olympics. Here, you've got every Western country in Europe, mm -hmm. west of Italy, Germany, and the northern ones have had some form of Olympics, so winter or summer and whatnot. Canada, America, Mexico, Brazil, Brazil, Russia, China, South Korea, Japan, Australia. Wow, yeah, this really is like I'll show you the map there, but it really is it's just Europe. Western countries yeah. and a few that you can't ignore outside of it. <laughs> I mean, the only country that isn't Western in there I can see is China, and China seems to be the only country in that continent. South well, Korea and Japan, not actually, but no, they're I'm Western wrong. countries. But again. they're wealthy countries, yeah, though, wealthy. as well. So actually, that's I was probably incorrect. part of it, though. If you think because like, it requires a lot it, of money to actually in to build the facilities to put it on. So so maybe the South Americans and the Africans is Madagascar really going to have you know seven billion sitting around to build a? I mean, the countries like in Africa and South America, they probably do have a lot of wealth, but perhaps the governments are not interested in this type of platform. Yeah. The powers that be in China were. But I found the Chinese opening ceremony very impressive but quite intimidating because none yeah. of them smiled. <laughs> like it was just like right. like it was really almost too perfect. Did you ever see those, It was um, so perfect. It was like these like people must have been drilled. Uh, yeah, but it was the close-up shots as well. You saw they they put like needles in the collars so that they couldn't lower their necks. Like what? There were needles on the collars of the the performers, some of them, so that when they were standing upright, they couldn't actually lower. Why did they their their necks super high? I don't know, cause it's trustworthy or something. Cause you're not. <laughs> Discipline. Seriously, that's yeah. so bad. They were projecting what they wanted, and I actually really liked because um, London Olympics came immediately after that, and we went the complete opposite way. Like we did it on a budget. <laughs> a free for all. This was after the two thousand. The budget was a billion crisis, though. So, yeah. <laughs> that was a budget for the Olympics. But that's um, that really was done on a shoestring. That's yeah. so much smaller. Actually, it probably ended up costing more. It was funny because G Four S, that security company, had promised to do the security, and then didn't really pan out. It turns it? out they're all like fucking idiots with no training <laughs> and they've got no skills. And it turned out the military and like police from around the UK had to go down to <laughs> take over. It's like, why did they can like people just love these um like private companies that say they can do, it, but it's like. They have no trick, like, they have no, like, if there was actually an incident, these are, like, you know... Well, security guards?
kids can't really do anything. They can't. That's the thing. Don't have that authority. So-called legal. I mean, they could, but then they open themselves up to all sorts of liability. Well, I mean, at least in the UK. I mean, perhaps in some countries they can do all this and it's okay. Um, that was a big thing. They thought they could save money by getting a private company and to put turns out that it costs more wage and like, because yeah. they had to draw away the police force from other parts of the country and the military which, like, had to be deployed crime. as well. Yeah, like, I mean, it sounds like a coup. Yeah, <laughs> a coup d'état. The military's on the streets. That'd be an amazing excuse to run a coup d'état. You get uh, you say G four S is going to run the security, and then. You just bring your military into background and suddenly, you know, the Queen's being walked out of Buckingham Palace. Oh, God, don't frog march the Queen. She's too old She's and her husband's dies. Oh, yeah. But it would have been both of them back then, so that would have been oh, yeah. fine. And I don't know who would go in. Maybe the Belarusian, like, turn out to be <laughs> behind Russians. it. Or, yeah. The Belarus, the world's smallest the country military. in the world, has turned it out. It really isn't. I think Belarus is quite small. It's not the smallest in the world, though. Well, no, but it's small, it small Ali. But you said it's the smallest in the world. Right, well, stop being pedantic, because I can be pedantic with you, and you don't like when I'm pedantic with you. I don't mind it. But that's what you said. You no, said it's okay. the smallest in yeah, the it's world. Yeah, yeah. What about, no, about Andorra? Andorra. San Marino? San Marino. Monaco? Monaco. Madagascar. Oh, oh, Madagascar is quite big. Okay, are we having a podcast or an argument? Madagascar is quite big. Are we having a podcast... Or an argument. We're over our time, so if yes. you want, we could have Let's our argument draw off. This up. <laughs> off there. Let's tie this up. Okay. Wait, are we drawing it up or tying it up? Okay, let's bring this to an end. Okay. Um, so the Olympic legacy is a mixed one, is what we can mixed say. Mixed bag for the people who host bag. it. mixed yeah. bag. And I would like to see more countries, perhaps in Africa, hosting it in the future. That'd be cool. Um and the Asian continent as well and South America too because you know because we've, o- we've only had Brazil hosting Rio and it seemed that the media well at least in the UK did tend to portray that very negatively. Um, Brazil was quite good actually. I liked that. Um, their Olympic their opening ceremony was kind of funky and yeah. uh, ton of corruption around it though and stuff, yeah. but just. Shock horror. People always complain about that. Like, why are you spending this money on this when there's but issues here? But they required to do that because a lot of them to, don't have those yeah. facilities in the first place. People complain about that stuff all the time, though. And like, anything you want to do. Like, people say, oh, people do this about space travel. So why are you spending money on space travel when there's problems on Earth? Well, that's but, not me. Like, I never said that at all. I what? know, what? That was you that said that. I don't think You so. said that we shouldn't be in space. I think I said... You said it wasn't natural to be up that high. You said it was natural to be on the ground. That was not me that said that. That's really funny. That was not me. Okay, fine. It was me that said that. I said we should all walk into Sucky was... Long's cock. Oh, my God. Well, I hope you're taking that out. You know the SEC that does the... Don't pull that face at me. You know the SEC in America, the Securities and Exchange Commission? No, tell me about it. So Elon Musk has been done with like a lot of problems like where he's influenced the share price by tweeting shit like as jokes and they've come down really hard on him and they actually have a rule now where he's not allowed to tweet without the board of the company double checking it to make sure it's okay. Um, anyway, he's uh, he started saying that SEC stands for Sucky Elon's Cock and he just does it anyway. So... Um, when he wanted to boost up the price of Tesla shares, he's not allowed to tweet, you know, the shares are underrated. So he tweeted, chairs are underrated. 
because chairs sound like chairs. Oh and he's God, like, he just, sounds like a big baby. He is a big baby, but it's really like, funny. Like, that's how a child does things. I understand. And he runs, like, this mega huge tech company. He's a mogul, a billionaire, and that's how he behaves. The SEC is just, once again, absolute gash. Like, they do not do their job, and they're big babies. So it's really funny when they get treated the same way. <laughs> like, it's completely disregard what they say. I like well, it. Anyway, we are anyway. way over now. Um Olympic legacy, mixed yeah, bag. Hope mixed bag. other places can have it in the future, like South America and particularly Africa. And uh, yes, we hope this has been interesting. It has. Bye been. from Cat. Bye from Ali. Bye from Bampot Productions Podcast. Don't forget to leave us tweets. Bye bye.